This is a shock podcast. Shock. A rock star's guide surviving the Malaysian music industry. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. Yes, sir. My name is Darren from the band and Honest Mistake, and this podcast is meant to help you, the listener, the young artist, navigate the music industry. I know it's tough and it's never easy, and we are in the third season already, and we've got tons of episodes talking about how you can navigate your way in this crazy music industry. Okay, there is no guidelines, so all these things. That I'm sharing with you guys, they are things that I've learned over the years, and things that I feel would benefit you. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I hope that you don't have to make those same mistakes, and you can learn from mine. All right, this week we're going to talk about something very, very interesting. All right, so a lot of cover gigs have been happening. Okay, shows like Run for Cover, where bands would cover all their favorite emo punk bands, Paramore, All American Rejects, Simple Plan, My Chemical Romance. And of course, we've got like tribute shows as well. So a lot of people are thinking or questioning, you know, why are there so many cover gigs, and why is it important, or is it even important to have cover gigs? Now, this is my opinion and my opinion only. I think cover gigs are great. But we shouldn't get hung up over it, and we shouldn't be looking forward to cover gigs only. Because I feel that there are so many artists, so many talented artists here in Malaysia, and tons of them are really able to put out and produce good music, good original Malaysian-made music that sounds like anything, like the world. So, my personal opinion is. While cover gigs are great, original music is still number one. That's how I feel. You may think differently, but let's just talk about it. All right, let's talk about cover gigs and why they are important to your career. So I believe that when we were all starting out as a band or as an artist, you want to cover an artist because you know that helps you learn a song. Get your craft going. For example, if you're a singer-songwriter, maybe Ed Sheeran could be your biggest inspiration, and then you would want to cover a couple of Ed Sheeran songs during your performance. So it usually starts off that way, and I think it's great because you will be able to learn techniques, you'll be able to learn how to sing, how to play, and you know, kind of like the ins and outs of a song. When I was recording Taylor Swift's "You Belong with Me," I felt that it was probably the hardest track for us to cover because the way she sang, she sang in the pockets, and it was very, very hard to follow and mimic her. While I was doing that, I was actually learning and discovering the techniques that she used to write her music, and that was kind of cool. That being said. Covers isn't necessarily wrong, and I think that you can up your game by making the covers yours in that sense. All right, so giving it an original twist to it. So what I did, I covered five tracks in 2018. I covered a Whitney Houston track, Bruno Mars, Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, and also Beyonce. So with these five songs, we were able to get corporate shows as well, and that was actually very very helpful. In fact, we've got a couple of inquiries this year for high energy. Cover songs, and that's cool. All right, so let's talk about how you can up your game. Okay. 
okay? Seven tips for covering the next song at your next show. Playing cover songs is, you know, really a traditional and classic way for bands to connect with their audiences, alright? So when they play live, when you play live. So it's a great way to add depth and repertoire while showing fans some of your favourite songs or influences. But covering songs isn't something to take lightly, alright? So picking the wrong song can have the same effect, just in a negative way. For example, we started off as, as an emo band, acoustic, and we covered Taking Back Sunday, Story of the Year, Dashboard Confessional. These are some of the songs that we really liked, that we covered, that resonated with us. And I felt that it was the right song for us, alright? So let's just jump right back in. So picking the wrong song, like I said, can sometimes come off negatively. So that's because a cover song is like a band's atomic bomb. Use it wisely and sparingly and they can be very effective, but one false move, you can scatter the crowd faster than an air raid siren. Alright, so the first one is ask yourself why you're covering a song. So a band's motivation is very, very important. You know, the reason why you cover a song has to matter first, okay? So the motivation is absolutely important. So some people might feel compelled to show off their musical skills through a difficult song choice. For example, if you were to cover Polyphia, I think that's great to kind of like showcase your skills. While others might choose to play a song as commentary on a situation. Maybe, you know, you want to play like Simple Plans Perfect, you know, because you probably have a story to tell about being imperfect, right? So sometimes covering a song is a business choice more than a personal one. So overall, it's important to choose a song that makes you feel happy and benefits your band by adding depth to your repertoire. So what we've done is a lot of our songs, we've been playing original songs for a long time, but one of our songs, while playing and jamming, you know, it felt like we could go into a Fall Out Boy song. And then ending with a yellow card song. That's kind of how we've tailored our shows that this song would usually be the last one and everybody would just go crazy and sing along. That helps us. So number two, find a song the majority of the band knows well. Now this is absolutely important, alright? So you don't want to be struggling to learn a song, you know, you want something that you can all agree on. So there's no group of musicians that shares the exact same influences because of this, okay? When it comes to suggesting possible artists or songs to cover, it can be beneficial to choose familiarity over obscurity. Not just for your audience, but for your band. I remember when we did Run For Cover last year, I wanted to do a bunch of Fall Out Boy songs that I really like but may not be as popular. So we decided not to go with those less popular songs. Alright, so it's hard to teach someone to share the same passion you do for a song. So instead, try to figure out a middle ground. This will not only make learning the songs easier, but it'll also increase the likelihood that everyone in the band retains interest in the project and maintains the enthusiasm needed when performing. So this will be very, very helpful. So when we all agreed on a certain set of songs, it made it just so much easier and we actually enjoyed and had fun playing them. Of course, learning the song is one, but after you know, it's like selecting the right songs made the journey a lot more fun. So number three, learn a song that isn't too obvious. So cover songs work best when there's an element of surprise. This surprise can come from its familiarity, its popularity, its randomness, its obscurity, or its contradiction with the band's set. So that means it's important to choose a song that isn't too familiar or played out. Basically, it shouldn't be a super obvious song unless that's supposed to be the point. So for example, that song of ours that goes into a Fall Out Boy track, you know, it's not obvious 
obvious at all because it is so weird that the way it is sung when it gets back into that verse of uh, Sugar Were Going Down it is not obvious at all so it usually like surprises people oh they're singing that song and then you know people will just go crazy so that's kind of cool alright so number 4 take a song and make it your own this is the thing that I was talking about in the beginning you know you gotta make it your own and that's kind of what we did as well we mashed it with our own song and did it in our way so it's a lot more aggressive and different from the actual original song alright so the success of a cover song isn't only dependent on its origin it's also crucial that a band takes ownership of the song. So changing the song slightly, jamming on the arrangement, or adapting a song to an entirely different style is a great way for bands to make a song their own. So a good cover guy is this guy called 10 Second Songs. His name on YouTube is uh, Anthony something, right? If, if I remember correctly. So he's very, very good at doing like songs in 30 styles, like maybe a Fall Out Boy song in 30 different styles, jazz, pop, you know, electro. So he's very, very good at that. So you definitely need to check him out. There's another guy who goes by the name of Alex Melton. He's really cool too. He makes like um, super pop songs into pop punk songs. All right, so number five, pick a song the crowd will recognize with a positive reaction. And I think this is absolutely important. You want to pick the right song. You don't want to pick an obscure song that people don't know, right? So while covering a song is a great way for a band to share your influences with your audience, choosing the wrong song at the wrong time can leave an unwanted negative impression. So if you're choosing to cover a song to show off or prove a point, you're most likely covering a song for the wrong reasons. So ideally, covering a song should create a positive crowd response through the song's familiarity. So the crowd recognizes the song, song is being played well, and everyone has fun. And I think that is the most important thing, right? So usually when Wani plays like any Paramore track, everybody will go crazy. And I think that's very, very cool. So if there's an ulterior motive, you may impress some people but leave the majority of the crowd feeling dissatisfied. For example, playing a Polyphia song. So I think if you are super skillful and you cover a Polyphia track, that's great but it's also a song where, you know, it speaks to a lot of guitar players rather than the general audience, right? So while the band might be having fun, the audience might not understand the choice of cover or the song might not fit the rest of the band's sound. And I think that is something that we all have to think about, all right? So number six, choose the right place in your set for maximum impact. So choosing the right set is crucial to putting on the best performance you can in any situation. Within that is the importance of where the cover song is placed. So there are no hard and fast rules about this. So that makes it all the more important to put extra effort into feeling out the perfect place in your set for the cover. For example, that cover song of ours or more like an original that goes into a cover, it's usually towards the tail end. So when we feel like, you know, people are tired of listening to originals or they're tired, you know, trying to figure out what we're singing for like the past 25 minutes. So we'll slot this in and then get people excited again. So planning it out is important. So the rewards are great. Extreme crowd reaction, artistic statement, and the thrill of playing something awesome. So all this and more can be had with the careful placement of a carefully chosen song. So very, very important, all right? And the last one, last one is number seven. Play the song to the next level because covering a song is generally considered a statement. The act of covering a song 
cannot be taken lightly. So besides all the motivation and timing, the actual performance must take the song to a place that it might not have gone previously. So a cover song isn't going to excite the audience if it's played flatly or imperfectly. Make sure you make it your own, change it up, make it so impactful and make it great. That is the most important thing, right? So while performing the song, you should be striving to outplay and outperform the original performance. So this intensity and commitment to the crowd will give you a better reaction and seal the deal on your commitment to your crowd. So this is very simple, seven tips. Hopefully it will change your mindset on how you view cover songs that you're not just covering them for the sake of covering, but you will insert them in a clever way to get the audience. So that's kind of what it is. So cover songs versus original songs. I think it's not that bad if you work it into your set. But like I said earlier on, you know, if covers is all you're about, by all means, if that's what your goal of being an artist is, by all means, go ahead. But my personal opinion is that I would not do a full-on cover set, but I'll insert originals. Even when we played Run For Cover, we did a bunch of originals and some covers as well. So it wasn't like completely just cover song. So that being said, I hope you guys have benefited from this episode and there will be more coming your way. There are a couple of more episodes before we wrap season three and season four, you know, I think we'll be doing a lot more interviews. So make sure you guys follow and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, tell everybody about it and go and listen to all the other episodes as well. So my name is Darren from The and an honest mistake. It has been fun. This is the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry.